Hey, it's Charlie Maverick here from Maverick Barbecue and the Backyard Pitmasters Podcast. I'm here to talk about the old country barbecue pits over and under. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I've used this many times. And this all around pitmaster solution is just that. It has a huge firebox. It has a huge smoking chamber. And it is a unique type of offset smoker which complements me Charlie Maverick because I'm just a little bit different so I want to talk to you a little bit very shortly just shortly real quick about some of the unique features the build quality and where to buy so the unique features the large firebox man so you have two racks in the main chamber you use the top rack as a solo rack in the firebox and what does that allow you to do you can smoke in the cooking chamber and you can do full-on grilling in the firebox at the same time what i like to do is i like to smoke until it gets to that searing right before i'm ready to sear and then i take it off let it rest a little bit get the firebox ready put the rack on there and then whoosh, sear it off and we're done the build quality high quality steel insulated very nicely to hold those temperatures in line for you it has diamond shaped professional smoker style cooking grates which will last you a long long time and gives you high quality performance i love this thing man i can keep going on the stacks at the top of this thing are huge they're wide and they allow a lot of airflow so what i do with those I use that to control my temp levels. Oh yeah, it pulls in so much air. You can't go wrong with it. And this thing is easy to use. You know, a lot of offsets are intimidating. This one is friendly. It welcomes you. It says, hey, buddy, let's let's make a let's make a friendship. Let's have a party. Let's feed some people. Let's give people some happy bellies. And where to buy this? Ah, you ever heard of Bucky's? That gas station mixed with an adult type of Toys R Us and and food in there the brisket sandwiches guess what outside you know those smokers that you see outside of bucky's that's where they are those are old country barbecue pits you can find old country barbecue pits products at bucky's and you can purchase at academy sports and outdoors at their local locations or their website get this over and under today and tell them maverick barbecue sent you This is a Maverick Podcast Network production. I don't wanna I don't wanna say. It's the Backyard Pitmasters Podcast. My name is Charlie Maverick from Maverick Barbecue and Terrence P. Elmore from T-Dub Barbecue is in the house with me today. What up, man? How you been? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? Been good, man. How about yourself? You know, I've been chilling. You know, it's it's cooling off a little bit outside. I didn't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah. I definitely oh. noticed. I had to pull out the hoodie a couple of times. Already? Yeah, yeah, man. Dang. It ain't that chilly here yet. But one of the mornings had me just thinking... Hmm, maybe I should put on a jacket, but did I? No, because I thought to myself, self, you a gangster.
And what gangsters do, they go outside without jackets and get colds. <laughs> okay. Okay, gangster. <laughs> Y'all, but then I... <laughs> right. But aren't you happy that the heat is, like, gone for the most part? Man, I'm very happy. I I love the the idea of summer, just minus <laughs> the heat part. <laughs> the, 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 the thing that distinguishes summer. Yeah, I don't want minus <laughs> minus the heat, but you know everything else that comes with it, I do. But uh, the fall and winter, man, those are my my favorite times of the year. Yeah, that's when it's cool weather. It's when pitmasters come out and rejoice. We ain't burning our asses off and all worrying the time. about flies. Man, tell to say it louder. <laughs> no flies, no bees. Oh man, you can keep your sauce uncovered for a little bit, you right. know, and not have to worry about a swarm of flies on there. Ooh, you know, I'll be looking at these um these cooking videos, and they'd be in some hot climates, of course, because it's usually in the southern regions, and they'd be, <laughs> they'd be shooting them flies off. I'm like, Ooh, I hope it's just you eating that, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> hope it's just you, you know. You gotta think about that. We. Used to be out at picnics when we were younger. Some people still do it. I don't know if picnics are still a thing, but been out there with the with the grill and the family and friends and the children running around breaking stuff and flies all over your food, but you still eat it. Hmm. That was that was before we learned um, all the the horrible stuff about flies when they land and. <laughs> It's yeah. like there's no three second rule with with the flies landing on your stuff. That's just mm. three seconds is too long for them to be on your food. Coming hot. <laughs> they, they, they do spit on you. Uh, that's what I heard. Like from somebody, like they spit on food. Like do you come in just with the intention to mess up my day? Yeah, yeah. It seemed <laughs> like it. It's like oh, it's food. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. They got the grill out again. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go mess it up. Oh man. That's messed up, dude. I, I, I hate insects. Everybody knows that watch this show. I hate insects. We hate bees. <laughs> I'm trying to figure. We try to figure out like, like ecological replacements for these things. <laughs> Do more butterflies. I don't mind butterflies. I don't mind. You know, little moths are annoying sometimes. But sometimes, are, yeah, not as bad as bees though. No, no. See, April will be like, you know, that bee movie said that we need bees to pollinate you know <laughs> you know you got these bees out here and they pollinate i'm like you know what that's fine but if we re-engineering everything in this world let's go there too <laughs> <laughs> we can figure it out <laughs> so so it's cool outside are you are you are you feeling like this is the time to ramp up the opportunities to cook more just because you can yeah, I do. I, I I'm looking to try some different types of sauces and things, mm. and I would feel more comfortable if I could just, like you said earlier, just have it sitting out without some side of some sort of cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe being able to do like a toss while I'm outside instead of bringing everything <laughs> inside. <laughs> to That's just annoying to make sure. as shit. And then sometimes you accidentally let a fly or two in the house, and I was like, God. We have one lingering still for whatever reason. We blame the dog. You're right. Where do they go? They go. It's like, okay, they get trapped in the blind sometimes. And it's like, (laughs) if you wanted to be outside, you should have just stayed outside. Right. (laughs) 
you got in as soon as you were like, I'm going to look through this invisible thing. Whoa. Oh, I, I can't get there. And they're like, eh, eh. well, let me just rest on this vinyl thing for whatever right. reason. Why don't you just try to get out? We uh, Look, you open the door plenty of times after they're already in for them to escape out. They're stupid. That's what's wrong with them. <laughs> and then with, um, because I learned this trick a long time ago, uh, when it's nighttime, you just cut off all the lights. And, really? Yeah, cut off all the lights, and you put like a uh, light in one room, and it'll go to wherever that one light is. We use the garage, so we just turn the light off everywhere else, open the garage door, cut the light on, they'll fly out. So but when it's daytime, it's, it's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> If you turn the lights out in the room on me and there ain't like no TV playing, I'm going to sleep immediately. <laughs> they move pretty fast though. Like if it's nighttime or it's kind of dusk, man, cut off all the lights you can, the TV, and just open like the door to the garage or cut on the light in the bathroom. So you can trap it and kill it and they'll fly right to it. You know, my luck, I forget that I trapped it. <laughs> and I go in there like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> And then I'll be in there closed up. I'm like, oh, hell, get out of here. This requires immediate action. <laughs> you can't. Right. It goes in. You got to go right behind it. Ah, oh, man, I got to commit that much effort. <laughs> man, what, why don't I just like spray something that will kill it while it's in there? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, if you got it, do it, man. <laughs> Whatever so works. Hopefully, hopefully it's not around the food. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, any kind of immediate action. This is any kind. This has got to be immediate. We'll see us trying to find where your natural habitat is. Be like, <laughs> let's mess up your day flies. Right. You know I'm saying, but yeah, man, it's getting cool out there, and um, you know, you start the smoker up in the morning, knock off that chill. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it's like at, at the high temperature of the day, you're almost done cooking. And yeah. And then you like, oh, it's light work, man. I was burning my ass up like a hundred degrees during the summer. This ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. But we said this before. We'll say it again. I think the re- the real cooking starts when the summer ends. Because yeah. you're just so limited to your mobility. <laughs> and that workflow sucks. Yeah, I, I like how I can carry everything for the most part outside. Cover it. It's cool outside, so it's not any bacteria. Right. I have it covered, right? And I'm just changing things out. And I can have, um, I don't know what the chefs call mise en place or whatever. All your prep is right there. You know, I can just pick out what I want and do all that stuff. That hot wing video I did back then, that was cool outside. I ain't doing that shit during the summer. (laughs) 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 Nope. (laughs) But there's one thing that I find to be true. If you want to do a lot of indoor, like, let me correct that. If you want to do a lot of direct grilling, like hot and fast stuff, this is your time to do it. Like, you want to get that steak done real hot? You want that fire to go all the way up and almost burn something? Go ahead and do it. It's fine. Just don't stand right over it. But, you know, all you're going to do is heat up. (laughs) That's all you're going to do, man. That's all you're going to do. But the, the bad part is, before we move on, the, the the bad part is it gets darker quicker. That's the only thing, right? I was about to say that that's the only downfall. Yep. Well, we got, I mean, so much you can avoid darkness because darkness be spreading. But, um, you know, 
you, you find ways around it. But yeah, I still like it better than the summer. I'll take it any day. Yeah, me too. Or night. So, first topic that we're going to talk about today. I like that what you put in the show notes. Because this topic is... I, I think it, it's a discussion in every household at least once for meat eaters. Um, and especially when family gatherings are around. And people, uh, people have their different... Um, uh, likeness of doneness for their steaks right and when you go to the restaurants you find out a lot about people when they order a steak or you find out that they don't know much at all about steaks at all they, they're like ah, just cook it all the way uh kill all the germs so you you sir <clears throat> you want to share your thoughts about well done steak yeah so i was i was this i don't know where the thought came from but i was just thinking like you know especially if you're from the south growing up <laughs> you eat steak it's usually smothered in something on the stove mm -hmm. if yep. it is on the stove or is cooked in the in the oven mm -hmm. so when you cook in steak like that it's going to be tender and well done because you have you know your whatever you use your gravy or whatever or when you have it in the um, oven you have it wrapped and it's covered true so I was thinking, I was like, well, what if that's the case? Because most people, especially when you're a kid, your experiences with steak is usually like that. It's like if it's on the <laughs> stove, it has some type of gravy, onions, it's smothered. Or, or hamburger. It's, yeah, or it's in the oven. Right. And so it's not until you get older and you venture off into your own, you're starting doing steaks different ways, like on the grill and mm -hmm. things like that. And I'm thinking, you know, because, I mean, would you want medium done steak if it's covered in gravy? I, you know, I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> what I'm just saying is naturally, know. you know, you I'm know. Thinking about this now, yeah, it's like <laughs> so. I was like, maybe that's where it comes from with people, like the 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 hard preference of I want my steak well done because, I mean, you're not gonna you know medium or or rare or something when you're doing it in the oven or smothered on you know, and then if you have it smothered on the stove, you got like a cover on the pan and everything. <laughs> So it's going to be tender, but when you go to restaurants, you're not thinking about that. You're just saying, "Yeah, well done." Then it comes out, and it's like a piece of wood. Man, now you looking at the it. people like y'all don't know how to cook steak. Man, <laughs> and these are restaurants that are known for cooking steaks to temperature, like Ruth Chris. Yeah, yeah. So it comes out overdone a yeah. lot. You know? Yeah, and see, everybody. I think just, people just have their preference when it comes to yeah eating steak and i just think you know for people who just you can't get them on anything but well done i just think it comes from what they had growing up because i mean I, I just start thinking back to my childhood even home at different people's houses when they had steak it was in the oven it was covered in foil <laughs> they had the yeah. onions and peppers yeah that's true <laughs> you ain't lying man you know i remember going to the it was a restaurant on the air force base because my dad was in the air force <clears throat> and every time we go there i think it was the nco club or not something with it anyway every time my dad would order a steak it would be um you know well done and he'd get some steak sauce with it oh, that know? was the other thing i was gonna say yeah <laughs> that's the other thing yep steak sauce see yeah you add something to it. <laughs> A1 steak sauce. 
you done cooked all the flavor of that sucker. Now you got to reintroduce some back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you put steak sauce on something anyway, I mean, you're not going to care if it's well done because you got steak sauce on it. I would rather you, if you like to have steak sauce, you know, <clears throat> you know you, you, you're learning you do better. If you want a steak sauce on it, baste it with it before you take it off the grill. Don't, please, add the flavor that way. <laughs> Don't, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying Jesus, I I'd never like steak sauce, and I don't I don't knock anybody for like a steak sauce. You know, it's it's like a, any other sauce. It's preference, right? But right. that shouldn't be a direct correlation with the doneness of your meat. You know, that if I look at somebody with that gets steak sauce, I automatically judgment like you probably like your steak well done. But there is an exception to that, and. And I, I think it's kind of like teaching by by experience, um, right. getting people out of that 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 thought that you got to cook the steak all the way. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's because back in the day they they looked at chicken, pork, and all that other stuff, and they're like, well, you know, just for just to be safe, you mm-hmm. know, I went around this cow. I know what that cow did out in that field. I'm cooking yeah. it. <laughs> just that's in case. Lovely. Yep. <laughs> Because the cows got diseases before. There's been mad cow disease not so long ago, probably still floating around. Yep. And then when those pop up, they say, you should probably cook your steak. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I get it. I totally get it. But the education starts with at the at the, the grill master or pit master in the family. You guys got to do something to pull them out of that. I think we've talked about before that we took steps <laughs> With our family, they kind of pull them and educate them. How how much of success did you have with that? None, none. <laughs> um, well, I say this because um, you know my folks don't eat um, steak and beef stuff like that no more. Ah. So by the time that conversation was had, it was it's, it's like whatever. I don't eat. <laughs> and I remember thinking about it. I remember a time when that mad cow disease thing was something serious. What? Like my mom was like. We're not going to Burger King or anywhere else. And then it was like Burger King was okay because they did the flame broil. <laughs> Burger King was okay because I yeah. don't think they used cow. <laughs> because remember when we used I to get those little, horse. Um, I think when we got like honor roll or something, then we used to get like a free happy Man. meal or something. <laughs> I I do remember the book at things. I don't remember the it was something the, at Burger King. It was the one on. Um, I do remember Burger King for some Main Street. That one. Yeah. Okay. I got to jog my memory to pull this back up. But I do remember going there for a specific reason. Because it was another one in Goose Creek that was closer to us. So why did we go there? Yeah, see, be- that one always had different stuff. I think they had like a 99 cent night or something too. And mm. yeah, it was different stuff. But yeah, it, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I don't think, but then I think about it too. I don't think um, my folks really was big on steak and beef like that. I mean, occasionally, but that wasn't like mm. the go-to. Like the go-to in our house was like seafood mostly. Ah, well, yeah, of course, yeah, we're from the coast. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you, so here's the thing. Um, I I tried first with April because when we used to go out a lot when we first started dating in Charleston. We used to go to this place called Fats, right in the outlet oh, area. Oh, Fats, yeah. Man, I think they have the best steaks, like like 
per pound, <laughs> not literally per pound, but you know, just compare. Cause I, I wasn't, a, I'm not still not a big steak eater. I'll avoid steak or red meat just because I'm like, it's, it's so rich yeah. and dense. It's like, I'm going to need to take a nap, but <laughs> they had this, um, I forget what it was marinated with, but it, I think it was uh, a red wine. And the way that they cooked it was so juicy. And, and when I when I started to really get in the steak, it was like, let me get that medium. No, no, no way around it. I don't want any less. I don't want any more. And, and it's real hard, really hard to get that medium. That, I think that's the hardest temp to hit is that medium to get it perfectly right. Yeah. And when you do that with the right seasoning and the right care, man, that's some good eating, boy. What is your favorite temperature of steak? I do uh, medium well. Medium well? Okay. Yeah. See, that's like one step beyond, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. You got a little less pink, but it still has enough uh, juice in it, uh, flavor in it, and good texture. Like, people don't... All right, so we got we got to, we got to break it down to them. All right, so the steak, when you, when you have it as something less than well done... <laughs> or done for that matter right if you have a little pink in the middle um what you what you do is you allow yourself to have more of a of a bite you get that crust on the outside that you work so hard to achieve you get that the kind of a um, little bit of toughness by that gray area right by the crust but it's kind of like a really good cookie in my in my like brain is i want a crust on the outside of that cookie but when i bite in in that center oh i want that thing to be so juicy boy i i, I want to look around and i want to stretch my eyes like who made this <laughs> that's, that's I mean? a really good analogy yeah yeah that's a, <laughs> i never thought about that before but yeah that's I, real I good it's <laughs> on the fly man <laughs> but it's you got to you got to take care of the meat though right you just can't cook it to medium medium well and you achieve greatness so i think it's a a, a great segue to go in and talk about um the the thing that we've cooked most recently is the tri-tip because that sucker oh yeah that sucker gives you different levels of doneness so everybody yeah. can be happy so how how take me through this brown sugar bourbon marinated uh, tri tip that you put on on that smoker man tell tell me how you did that yeah so the last time I had a tri tip I I told you I couldn't remember what I did with it but I um I was intentional this time I wanted to try that brown sugar bourbon marinade because we mm -hmm. started using that on steaks mm. and then yeah. um Jeff shout out to outdoors with Jeff yes sir he was saying how he think it's a better cut of meat than ribeyes and i the first time i had it i was like i think he might be on to something like as far as the flavor <laughs> he said right and i was like okay but i said to give it a fair chance i need to try it with this this marinade mm -hmm. and man so i marinated it overnight okay that's first See, of all that's that's the first success step yeah and um it's a it's a little pack of dry marinade and you add uh oil and we use uh apple cider vinegar not just Ooh. regular vinegar 
gotta do that. Yeah. Yeah, and so that I mean, once you start mixing that stuff together, you can smell the ingredients in there, mm. and um, sounds like it's kind of like a the, it made it in the consistency of a chimichurri, but it wasn't with the parsley and all that because it's oil and vinegar. Yeah, and then it, yeah, oh man, so it coated the meat really good. Yeah, yeah, and this time I remember because you know I told you I always forget you're supposed to put like a, a tablespoon aside yeah. for basting. <laughs> uh huh. And then when I do remember, I always leave the set aside part in the house, and then I always this time I remembered. <laughs> okay. I remember. Thank you, Jesus. All right. <laughs> I was intentional this time. I, I put it in the video, and at the end that was me basting it. <laughs> oh man. But oh, um, I I I um tried to get a searing first. The first time I did it, um, I told you I didn't get a good searing because I didn't want to add a bunch of extra fuel to the ah, end, right? And not have anything else to cook, right? So I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a choice you got to make, man. You're like, am I just gonna waste this, right? <laughs> so I started off this time, and then I um, you know, set it off on the other side, and I let it. Um, just let it do its thing, man. Um, I I can't remember the temperature I let it get to, but like you said, it's different levels of doneness throughout. Yeah, and so is. it was like a um, kind of like a medium, medium wellish in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you know, once you get to the ends and stuff, and it's kind of more, um, more done, towards yeah. the well, yeah, more towards the well done. But man, the flavor. Tell you, boy. Wow, <laughs> and with that, that dog on marinade, I, I, I will say that I, I think I do like it better than ribeye. Mm. Like the, All the, right. the, the taste of even the, the meat, texture. The texture is a little different. Um, it's a little more lean. Yeah, it remi- it kind of reminds me more of like a uh, roast type of texture right, compared yeah. to a ribeye. Yeah, but um, yeah, my second time cooking it, it was it was nice and tender and juicy, so. Me wasn't that far off, <laughs> so I, I I like it, man. I'm 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 looking for try tips every time I go in the store now. <laughs> you know, we had our we had our like scavenger hunt, if you want to call it. Yes, because we were going back and forth to different WalMarts. <laughs> we were texting back and forth. <laughs> I was like, found one. <laughs> it was like, oh, I was I was like, man, I need to. I need to hold off so I could let my man like have a chance to cook it since he brought it up. But man, I was like, oh shit, I gotta cook this thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. And when they so, have them, they have like, um, well, the first time I had one, they just had one, but the second time that I found them, they had like three or four. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. Did you get just one or did you stock up? I got up? just one because I I don't like freezing beef for whatever reason. Like yeah, steaks and stuff, I just it seems like it's just it's just it could just be me, but I think it it's just better be. when you when you do it fresh. Yeah, I mean it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it could just be me, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's preference. I mean, so so sometimes what I found is they okay. They of course I think freeze it in some part of the transport, depending okay. on the grocery store. Um. But it's already thawed out, right? Right. So refreezing it, to your point, would bring uh, a less lesser quality um, p- 
product if you refreeze it then defrost it again i think that's like one of the the things you try to do uh, first is to figure out when you buy something how much of this can i make now versus mm-hmm. like just putting it back in the freezer um and you know this is the cost of doing business with you know buying stuff from the grocery store in general because Especially with seafood, they freeze and not freeze. Yeah, so I was about to say, you do that you know? with free seafood for real. People are like, yeah, it's fresh. I'm like, no, no, it's, no not. it's not. It's Especially not. those crab legs. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was fresh when they they put them on ice and brought them over. Them boys steamed that thing shortly after they took out the water. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you, they did. <laughs> You're just warming it up. That and the crawfish, man. Yeah. You can't have no raw crawfish just right. Laying around. Cause I'm like, how are these? I'm like, look at these crab legs, man. I'm like, y'all really think these are? All you're doing is when you're steaming them, you're just knocking off the ice. Yeah, cause you know you can't cook dead shellfish. You know, you right. just can't do that. <laughs> so you got to do something real quick. <laughs> but man, so I got the tri tip, and I was like, I'm gonna do a marinade. I can't remember everything that was in the marinade. I think April actually did that. So she's really good with that. I don't I don't bother it, don't mess up her, yeah, her flow. Really good, man. It had some some green on there, I noticed. There was some parsley in there. So oh. it was it was kinda like a chimichurri. Yeah. So close to the consistency of your marinade, but different flavor profile, definitely. Um now I did I did have a, a seasoned shaker of that brown sugar bourbon. Which I did use as okay. a light coating on there after I after I yeah. took that marinade, uh, you know, you know, rinsed it off a little bit, then reseasoned it before I put it on. Man, it was like one of the easiest cooks, man. So the thing that I think is more important than anything than cooking it is actually know how to slice it, you know, because oh, the grain yeah. go two ways. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and and I think this is a, a a key point where people should like realize. You can put all the work you want to in a steak and cook it at the right temperature. But if you slice that thing the wrong way, mm, uh, sorry, <laughs> you got to let it rest and you got to cut it right. So the thing, the grains run in two different, take a picture of the damn thing before you start to marinate. <laughs> just to make sure. Just to make sure. <laughs> just to make sure. It's a tri tip. So it got three edges. That's why I call it tri. But not all the tips look the same. Right. So if you take a picture, no matter how you flip it around. It should be right. It's like putting together furniture. <laughs> Taking apart some of the car, man. I don't know if I can put this shit back together. But man, so if you cut it, you cut it against the grain in those different ways. Man, ugh. it's as tender as it's going to get. Now, with to your point, I think it has more flavor than a ribeye because... I think a ribeye doesn't give you the opportunity without the the texture uh, degrading um, if you marinate it that long in a vinegar base. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So if I marinated a ribeye overnight, the 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 the, the texture of that meat is going to change because it starts to break down more tissue. Now that roast is a lot denser it's, it's less porous it's more more lean and it can take it it's a roast so it can take it so treat it like that and man it packs in that flavor boy Whew. i think this almost made me get a santa maria grill <laughs> <laughs> hey this shit's good man hey yeah yeah 
Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. I really, man, I I don't think I ever would have tried one because I just noticed he would talk about it and I'm like, this this try tip got to be really good. Let me let me let me try this out for myself. Man, you know, this um this guy named uh Benjamin who was on the pod really early on from California, he talked about it. I was like, I don't know what West Coast people be talking about, man. So it had to be an East Coast dude to talk. <laughs> like, like they're just different. Not to say it's wrong, but I, I was like, what is this tri-tip? Is it, like, I don't know. I went through a YouTube rabbit hole. Like, yeah, I'll get to it one day. You know, whatever. But man, will be happening again. Will be happening. And I kind of don't want to talk it, talk about it like a lot, a lot. Cause that will drive up the price, and it's yeah. a good price, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, it's an yeah. effing good price <laughs> for the amount of meat that you're getting. People, you can't go wrong with that. You can yeah. feed a whole party with the difference of of uh, donenesses that you can get. Man, man, I'm telling you, and them sandwiches. Whew. Oh man, I tell you. So, I have a problem that I want to talk to you about. All right. I ran into a situation recently and I was talking to Jeff since we we brought Jeff. Man, we name dropping Jeff a lot. So, because um, we talked to him a lot. It's time so, to have him back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. So, um, I was trying to get some smoking done this weekend. Or, yeah, this past weekend, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. And I was in a pretty good mood. You can kind of tell by my text I wasn't pissed off, um, but I was a little irritated because what I wanted to do is rotate how I use my smokers, you know, give all of them love. So I went, I was I was using um, T'Challa, you know, uh, the old country barbecue pits. I was using that. Then I was like, let me use Dar. Come on, Dar. You know, they, they just license, um, you know, <clears throat> James Earl Jones's voice so they can do Darth Vader for forever. You know, and I'm like, let me show this thing some love. And I plugged it up, had everything prepped, cleaned it out, cleaned it out really good too, like deep cleaned it. Cause I try to clean the the smokers to at least a decent extent every time I use it so I don't have to do that huge clean. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm like, I'm just vibing with the music, got my AirPods on. Start try to start the thing up. I heard a beep. I heard one beep. Usually, hear more than one beep over this duration of time. I got the, I just licked the coals and had to get in hot because you got to light the coals first and then you got to plug it in and turn it on. All right, so did that. So the coals burning, trying to get happy. This this effort ain't turned on at all. I'm like, oh god, I didn't hear the fan. I didn't see the display. I'm like, oh lord, what is this going on? So, luckily. I had T'Challa to save the day. Right. Because I, I was like, I was, I was having a good day, but I was like, this is annoying. So I had to get, you know, you had to get the right gloves to pick all the stuff up. It was hot coals burning. And I just, I, you know, I don't use lighter fluid that much, but I had that really natural one. So I was like, let me do that. So the flame was like going. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was going. I was like, I just can't let this sit here. I was like, let me just go ahead and transfer this stuff. So I pick up the basket with the with the, with the gloves and all that, and try to put it in the back um, of the other smoker. And 
you know, it's not wide and tall enough for the ba- the basket to easily like just dump it in. So I had to figure out something without dropping coals on the dang patio and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, good thing the dog's not here because he'd be like, ah, what's that? Then I'm like, this is stupid. I can't depend on the tech anymore. So I was talking to Jeff and he was, you know, we, we were talking about dependability of a smart um smokers i was talking to you about it i was like you know i can't depend on this thing you know uh what if i need to get something done and i got a time crunch and i need this thing to be available and the thing that makes it unavailable is because the power source ain't working that's stupid yep. reason <laughs> like tr- like old school pit masters like ain't nobody tell your ass to plug that thing in anyway <laughs> right <laughs> As long as you got something to start a fire, you're good to go. <laughs> ah, man. So it's not as easy as a pellet grill. You got to still maintain and move around and stuff. Just don't learn to load the pellets in and just let it rip. You got to maintain it. So it helps you out, but it doesn't do everything. So I'm irritated. I'm like, this, you know, this was a, a good buy when I thought. And now I'm thinking about, all right. So, um, fast forward after I put in the claim and everything for warranty with uh, Masterbuilt, um, they're really responsive. Shout out to them; they were they were helpful. They didn't give me any trouble. You know, I didn't have to explain things in in detail. They just they just required you to put a few photos and explain what's going on. First time they might have a follow up question. Did that, and they sent me a replacement um, adapter, which I knew because um, I diagnosed tech. That's what we do, right? Um, <clears throat> why isn't it working? Uh, let me figure out. So I knew by my research and all of that that it was the control panel. Okay. Now I see that you know, like you don't want to spend, you don't want to send out the most expensive part first. You know, you send out. <laughs> of course. <you> know. <laughs> of so course. like I, like I didn't, I didn't push back or anything. I was like, yeah, okay, thank you. I got it right before we uh, jumped on here. I was like, April, it just came today. Let me plug it in. I knew this thing gonna work. Came back in the house. God damn it, it ain't work. <laughs> so the conversation is happening now. Can you really depend on stuff that needs electricity? Like they're telling me when they're troubleshooting, hey sir, you probably shouldn't have this thing plugged into a an extension cord. What? What do you how do you think I plug it in outside? You know how these cases are in the external like outlets right. you're like plug it straight in that change your adapter because <laughs> it has a big exactly. old that's the problem on the yeah end. change your adapter it's a, it's a big ass brick on the plug so you can't just plug it in you have to plug it into something that goes it has a thin like plug it out like a regular thing like a lamp so i'm doing this the controller so i just emailed him back i'm like why why do we why do we do this just out just it's convenient, sure, but when I thought about it over time, that shit fought me <laughs> when it shouldn't have. It, we talked about it before, early, especially early when I got it. It was like, man, I had error codes. Jeff was telling me on the on the unit he had, which was a different, uh, like a, a unit altogether. It was like a gravity series, but he had <laughs> he had error codes. <laughs> shit, shit went bad. I'm like, no. What we're going to do from now on 
and maybe you can you can talk me off the ledge but for at least the foreseeable future i'm not talking anybody into and i will probably talk people out of getting a a charcoal smoker pellet grills go ahead and do what you do but if you want a charcoal smoker of any kind i'm not telling you get one with a controller because it will break <laughs> and that's annoying. that's annoying too especially if you i mean any situation but especially if you putting together some orders and say you didn't have a backup now yeah, what, i was yeah. i was pissed yeah. what, what could <laughs> that, you have done then that was the part that i was pissed about um and even the design of the whole thing if, if you think about it you know real quick it's like you got the control board at the front bottom the one I was thinking about getting headed at the top, which was ideal for anyone. But if you look at the traditional vertical smokers, if it's propane or electric or, you know, any type of ones, especially the ones that you find in the big box stores, they got the control panel at the bottom, right where everything drips at. <sighs> so I'm, I'm buying this thing. I'm like, I know, I know, Charlie, I know, I know. And then I did my best to avoid scores on yeah. it. I put the foil on it when I was mopping and all that stuff, but whatever. You you scoot the grate back in, and then guess what? (laughs) The thing drips off the foil, and ooh, okay. All right, so it's going on the buttons. They have four probe inserts right there. You think moisture ain't going to F that up? Did you water seal that? I probably didn't. That would have drove up the price a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So guess what's going to happen? It's going to keep happening so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna promote so what type type of of, um well so in a situation like this right Mm -hmm. could you still use it as a regular smoker or is it fully dependent on the electrical parts good question um the way that i think it could be used because even if I sell it to somebody else, they're going to be pissed off at me because it's going to break, um, is I would have to crack the firebox door to vent, like the, for the airflow uh, for the firebox itself, because it was dependent on the fan itself to circle that air. And then that was the airflow and it just pushed everything up. And there was a vent at the back, at the top, at the back. So everything could exit out. Mm-hmm. that's cool but i would definitely have to keep that door open oh the cool thing is and i, I thought about this because we we were about to talk about it. you told me to save it for the show i appreciate that <laughs> um but i thought about using a feature on it or a couple of features on it that um may come handy if this thing never works and maybe they thought about it like hey maybe this, th- this thing's gonna work how else are they gonna use it the door to the the cooking chamber and the firebox are slide up detachable so all you gotta do is raise it up and take it off no hardware needed you know okay um i'm thinking um if i need a lot of airflow i probably just don't even put the thing on (laughs) 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 and there is a deflector like um it's not thick but it's a deflector so if i take it out i can probably put some stuff in the cooking chamber and have that that fire like raging it could be like a a hot and fast 
type of i could change the levels it could be like a i don't know a ghetto freaking santa maria type thing because I, <laughs> I don't know i'm trying i'm trying here i don't know people yeah. you know i saw a review on amazon where the guy was like yeah it worked for two weeks and i was like well bought it and i don't feel like going through the whole stress of replacing it so he didn't even try to replace the damn thing. God, no. so he was like well i just i just cracked the door open and that's where i got the idea i'm like hmm so if this is going to be an issue even if they do replace it i'm not going to subject myself to this uh hamster wheel oh, of, no. oh, of no, disappointment of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two options you find another way to use it or you give it to somebody that you don't know and hope they don't contact you ever again <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can i mean if you give it away or whatever just tell them like hey um i don't know how often you smoke but um yeah this is not something you want to do pretty often because it's going to break on you pretty fast this or put is, some foil over the damn yeah, control panel this is what you need to do okay if it breaks hey i'm sorry i want you you've been warned and, and sir ma'am if you have an outside outlet take that case off because they said you need to put directly in right. there like i'm like i'm telling these people mm, that sounds like some bullshit to me because I never heard of nobody course. say that. Because you're going to have people who don't follow up and just like, oh, well, it broke. And they well, just made yeah. money off that product. And I know they put the stuff in these places just, just so they can <laughs> malfunction. And just banking on somebody being like, because some people don't even try to troubleshoot. They're just like, oh, no. buy another one. Man. Like I had a homeboy one time. He um, His dryer stopped working. He bought a brand new dryer. I was like, dang. Hell no. <laughs> you ain't even gonna try to figure out what the problem is? Dog, when I I'm telling you, to that point, YouTube figured it out. Yeah. It it took me a good two weeks because I'm like, I wanna make sure I don't rush through this and screw it up, just assuming. So luckily I did that because that last week I found the the video that saved my ass from effing it up more. And you say I saved like four, five hundred dollars, man. Yeah. Some people don't do that. They just buy another one. It's just like, so you're not even going to take the, the time to see if something small could be a fuse, could be an element, you know, something like that. You're just going to buy a whole new one. Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> it's a big money grip. Like, come yeah, on, man. I mean, Let's go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There, there may be an abrupt change of how i use it and i might have some cool videos (laughs) but but talking about videos tell me tell me uh, uh, back to food about this beer can chicken yeah so i can't remember how long ago it was but we were talking about beer can chicken and you said i should try it i'm like i don't think i have enough clearance (laughs) and um we had a chicken a whole chicken that was um I was like, I think this will make the clearance. I really do. And so I, um, while it was still in the pack, I kind of put it in. I was like, okay, I think this will fit, you know, sagging over the beer can or whatever. So I'm going to do a beer can chicken. I had some uh, Oktoberfest mm-hmm. by um, Steel Hands. It's a local yeah, brewery. It's the first I've seen of that. Yeah. And um, now... For anyone who's going to do a beer can chicken, especially if you get it from a local brewery, local breweries, they 
basically put stickers on their cans. <laughs> so you have to make sure you take that off. And that's, I took mine off, of course, because I know that. Mm. But it, Good warning. Yeah. You, you, please take that sticker off before you <laughs> be. I can only imagine having a melted sticker in the cavity of a chicken, how that's going to turn out. Didn't get sick because the chicken wasn't done. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I peeled that off, um, poured out. Uh, about a fourth of it um, poured it in a glass poured it out I didn't pour it, waste beer but um oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um yeah I seasoned it with uh, the honey chipotle um, rub Heath Riles oh man man that I can't uh, find that thing I might have to go on Amazon he, to get that. Uh, well I got mine from Academy oh so you might want to check there. I know the last time we talked about it, they didn't have any at Academy. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I think the next time I went, they had some. And see, hmm. but every time I go, I look, they have a little more and more. Like Walmart has some now. Um, it seemed like they only have the, I think they had a Chipotle one. And then a garlic the one garlic I saw. butter and the yeah, garlic, garlic jalapeno butter. one. They They have a lot of those. But... Um, I, th- I think I use. Did I use olive oil? I think I did. I did. I think I did. Um, I like to say grease it with some olive oil and I put that, <laughs> grease it down. Yeah, I grease it down. <laughs> um, put the seasoning in the cavity. I don't even think I put anything else. I might have put some oregano in there and stuff mm. in the cavity. Um, I saw a recipe where some people said they might they put some like vegetables or something inside there or cut the top of the can. And put some stuff inside. I didn't do all that. I just opened mm, the can, yeah. and um, yeah, man, I slid the uh, can inside the cavity, and I set it up in the grill, and it had fit. I man, was like, "Did they have drinks first? Here we go." Here we go. And it's sensual. Yeah. And so, um. <laughs> <laughs> what I did was uh because I you know I have that small barrel halfway through the cook I turned it around and then I put a piece of foil on top. Um for those of you who do turkeys in the oven and stuff, you know you gotta put a piece of foil on the top mm-hmm. so that it won't burn because it's like the heat is at the top, so the higher up you are, the closer you are to the heat flow. That's right. And so I put yeah. some foil on top to keep it from burning up, you know, turn it around and um Man, brother, when I tell you, I didn't get any footage of this, but it was still, it was crisp on the outside and it was still juicy on the inside. What? Did Man. you leave the skin on? Yeah, I left the skin on. You I only the take skin the skin on. off um, when I'm doing like leg quarters, uh, ah. just thighs, sometimes with the legs, but definitely with leg quarters because it seems like it's it's always a hassle to clean like yeah. leg quarters and thighs. It's like they don't really get all the stuff off the skin yeah and i'm not i'm not sitting to fight it's, it's to fight work. with getting that off man so i just rip it off <laughs> like if you ever if you ever have me clean leg quarters just know the skin is coming off because i'm not i'm not going through all that so I just yeah I, I was literally watching um this guy the, the channel i sent you over the weekend um oh this yeah guy i love that channel yeah, he was, man dog <laughs> We got to talk about that next time. We're going to have him on the show. Right. (laughs) So this dude was cleaning chicken thighs. And to your point, dog, I was like, 
Mm. That's too much work. Yeah. You got you got might as well just take the whole skin off, man. <laughs> so that's what I do. When I do a whole chicken, um, I leave all the skin on, man, and it was nice and crisp. Um each part was juicy. Um the breast was nice and juicy. Um mm. I did make sure I got the seasoning underneath the skin of the breast. Of course. And yes. um, you know, in, inside any parts that was kind of exposed because you know when you do a whole well for those of you who don't know when you do a whole chicken when you go down in the breast you can pull the skin back and you get some some seasoning down in there and some kind of inside the wing a little bit but more so Mm -hmm. like the breast and the thigh and stuff so you want to make sure you season that part especially if you're keeping the skin on even with with any type of grilling because like we said before when that skin comes off if that's the only thing you season then all your flavor is just in the skin (laughs) (laughs) Man, yes. <laughs> like, man, that skin tastes good. Right. <laughs> what about the meat? I didn't hear come here for the skin. <laughs> man, I tell you. So I gotta try that. Um Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah. I don't I I don't think I've ever did a beer can chicken. Um or I did just don't have footage of it. But I think I would have remembered that. Cause um yeah, I was always thinking, what if I wanted to drink that last can and the store is closed? <laughs> is it That's me a good point. or the chicken? That's a good point. Because hmm. I'll guess tell you. if you prep better, you don't have it, that it, problem. And see, I didn't prep well. <laughs> I had that in another can, and it, the other one was a, more of a brown ale. Um, and I was like, of the two, I was like, I don't really think a brown ale would do well. <laughs> nah. And I had never had that Oktoberfest before. And I was like, man, I'm like, I'm t- decisions, decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you either use this or you go to the store. <sighs> well, mm. so I used it. Yep. I think you made a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this something that you're going to make uh, maybe for family uh group yeah uh, i would definitely do it again um for a group the flavor good. was pretty good and um you know i know some people when they hear beer anything they think it's you know like <laughs> rum cake but it's not oh, it's yeah. like yeah it's like the alcohol he's you taste the beer flavor but i mean it's, it's not gonna get you drunk or anything like that yeah it's not gonna send you back to that AA meeting Right. It's what you drink before you got here. It's going to send you back to the AA meeting. It, but it gives it a lot of, it gives it flavor, man. I think it complemented that, um, that uh, Heath Rile seasoning. And I think the, the beer flavor, that Oktoberfest, it was a good complement to each other. It, it really, I was surprised. I mean, I knew it worked because, you know, I've always seen it done. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had any myself. But, I, I was really pleased with the flavors. I definitely got to try it. Yeah, though. I think people would enjoy it, man. You have a little get together, whatever. You go ahead and throw the beer can chicken on and, you know, cut it up. And hmm. Psh, yeah. Hmm. I got to try this. Hmm. It's on the list now. It's on the list. Now, in the same vein of chicken poultry, reminds me of the uh, approach I took to take skin off of chicken thighs and legs and a turkey leg um because i didn't want to i didn't want to clean the thighs like 
thoroughly liked it. Hey. <laughs> was not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual cookware, I had to pivot from um, one to the other was this cook. I was cooking chicken thighs, legs, turkey legs, and pork steak all at the same time. And the the thing that I like about taking the, the skin off of chicken is if you smoke it right and you finish it off right, you can trick people to think that the skin's still on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it forms a, a like a crust of its own on the flesh. So... I, I spritzed with um, apple cider vinegar and before I put it uh, on the direct heat. Okay. And, yeah, and, and, it, and it, I think that helped it form that crust um, on the outside. So when you try to bite into it, it, it gives that pull like a or like a really defined like crust, but it's bite through enough. And and man, you can't get no prettier than that thing. You just can't get no prettier than some skinless smoked chicken. I tell you, you see all the seasoning. None mm-hmm. of the season ran off. <laughs> exactly. You didn't put all that time into forming that that skin back over that that thigh, and it didn't pull back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the skin shrivel up. Yo, man, let me tell you, boy, man, I I remember one time I put so much work in having that chicken not pull, that skin pull back, and I messed around, and when I was trying to cook it direct, like, finish it off, I took my eyes off the prize, mm. and that thing, that thing curled, <laughs> like, he, like, you had missing and dropped something on that electric stove eye, Oh Lord, like oh Jesus! But that was one of my my favorite chicken cooks, and I think I'm pretty adamant because I see the 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 quality from the chicken to the turkey legs, best turkey legs I've ever made, hands down. I gotta try that again this weekend. It's taking the dang skin off before you marinate overnight, and oh. then cook it. Like I I smoked it until. Well, mm, one sixty, and if you take the skin off, you ain't got to worry. I mean, you ain't got to worry about crispy, crispy skin or flappy skin. You can just let your day just go. <laughs> you just go stress free. Ain't got to worry about that. How am I gonna get this chicken crispy? Oh God, you ain't got to worry about that. No, that was the best chicken I made in a long, long time. So, it it made me think of something. Made me think of something. What is the the thing that is, what is your go-to? Like, of all the things that you cook, what is your favorite thing to grill or smoke? I would have to say wings. Wings. Yeah, I would have to say wings. Um... And even more specific than that, like the little party wings. Mm, yes. yes. Because yes. what I noticed is that they have them in some sort of brine, I guess, when they freeze it or something. Mm-hmm. So the flavor you get from that, no matter how you cook it, whatever you do with it, is better than just the regular whole wings. That's true. That is true. 
So since that is your favorite, take take us through your in your mind through one of your like the the workflow you have to to cook those wings, real quick. So, um, of course, after cleaning them, um, I um, put some oil on it. Sometimes olive oil, a little bit. Sometimes canola. Haven't ventured off to this avocado oil I see everybody using. I haven't yet. But um, I'm thinking it, it it's probably going to be a better experience. I looked it up and it has a does have a, a definitely um, higher smoke point. Yeah. So that's that's cool too. Um, depends on what I'm doing with it because I don't think I've ever. Now that we're talking about this, I don't think I've ever marinated those party wings before. Like a you know like a actual marinade I might do yeah you know season it let it sit a little while but mm, um like yeah. a dry brine yeah but after that I just pretty much um I don't think they need it yeah they don't because um I've done them a couple of different ways but um even with just you know seasoning them and um cooking them fast and hot. You still get the flavor in them. Um, mm-hmm. I've done the hot sauce and butter mix. Like I got Ooh, that idea yes. idea from you and Jeff. You man, guys did that's the video, the man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my wife loves it. She um, <laughs> that's probably the most uh, the the out of all the styles of wings I've done. I think we've done those the most. Hey, that's the go to man. <laughs> yeah, because she. I mean, that flavor, once you get it in mm-hmm. there, man, and you just, because I, I do like a mopping through the whole process. That's what you and then to I, do. And then I just, I lay them in this, uh, the mixture of the hot sauce and butter. I put them in there and let it, you know, cook a little bit and I pull it back off. I, I, I do all type of stuff with it. And then when I'm <laughs> done, I pour the rest over it, you know, and it's just, it's bursting with flavor. The boy say bursting with bursting flavor. Bursting with flavor, That's man. what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's just, ah, man, maybe we want to do some wings um, this weekend. Man, I saw some got wings some in the recently. Man, <laughs> got let some me in tell the you. It's football season. Why not? What? Any given a reason. Yeah. Go um, and your team winning. Go ahead. I, 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 oh, yeah, 5-0. and oh. <laughs> I, um, I've smoked some a couple of times, and those turned out pretty good. I want to do... I actually, I know you asked me what I did, but I, what I want to do, two things I want to try is mm-hmm. I want to try the uh, the coating. Uh, I think it's, I know it's flour and maybe cornstarch or whatever to give it like a fried. It works great. I want to try that. And then the other thing I want to try, mm-hmm. um, oh, I forgot just that quick. I want to try that and I want to try, ah, what is the other thing I want to try? It'll come back to me. As long as you don't sous oh, it. I know. <laughs> I want to try smoking them and then frying them in some oil. Oh, yeah. That's so, the other thing I want to try. I think you'll like that. I think you really will. That That's one of the... the My favorite wing that I've ever had, and I, and we had a lemon pepper discussion earlier, um, but it's not related <laughs> to that. There's this place called Memphis Barbecue, which is in Dunwoody, Georgia, and they have a lemon pepper um, smoked wing. And 
I don't know where they get these chickens from. God damn, this wing is it's like it's the whole wing with oh, the tip. Yeah. And what they do is they smoke it and then they flash fry it. And man, that thing you would think they just fried it, but when you bite into it, you realize it's smoked too. And they got so much flavor in it, man. I'm telling you, so when you hit I think when you hit the oil, you you just render the rest of that those pockets of fat under that skin, especially with the flats. And man, they just get happy. You gonna love yourself after that. Boy, <laughs> boy, that might be the way you do it. It's it's just a it's just so it's just another step to do, you know, which is not convenient. So do you feel like doing it? Is yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the thing you always gotta. If I do, I want to heat up this oil for this little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey. I, I tell you when you every time you post one of the videos about chicken, I was like, I gotta get on the shit. I gotta get on it. I gotta get on the fun. I, I can't I can't let this dude have all the chicken fun. <laughs> I got a video some video yeah, because I got some stuff that I hadn't even posted. I got some mm, holding back video I need to um yeah, I had to build up some um some content. <laughs> <laughs> My mom thought I was grilling every weekend. She was like, Oh man, she was like no. I said you y'all about to see um how old these videos are when that grass start dying and you see this green <laughs> grass in my background. <laughs> you gonna know it's, that's an old video. It's new to us though. <laughs> Shoot. Like what is this footage? Nineteen eighty two. It's a little grainy. Look, you never seen it before. Yeah. You start seeing this, when that grass start dying, and you start seeing them brown, the brown grass in the background, and one day all of a sudden the grass is real green. That's mm. an old one. <laughs> tell you, boy. Tell you, that's some bullshit. So my favorite thing is ribs. My go-to is ribs. I think, I think my dad did this to me because. He may not know, but he can make some badass ribs. Like he, 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 I don't think he really thinks about it. But in his day, he used to make some good ribs, and it was the old school style. He used to, <laughs> used to leave the membrane on. He didn't think about that shit. Nah, he you just, think about that. <laughs> yeah, but you crisp it up. You just bite through it later. Yep. You know. And it was it was seasoning salt, probably Lowry's, um, and pepper, and maybe something else. He just sit it in the fridge, let it get happy, and while he he up the grill and is sitting there, just dry brining and all that stuff. And then when he when he got there, all I know is it come back. So when I started making ribs, I wasn't ready for the grill yet because I was still messing burgers up, <laughs> still screwing the burgers up, man. So I started out in the oven because I saw my my grandmother okay, do it. Okay, yeah. So she didn't use the grill at all, but she made everything on the stove in the oven. That's mm-hmm. how she do it. And I used that technique and I learned how like to cover it and to uncover it, how you get that texture at the end and the and the juiciness and all that flavor packed in. And and sometimes you use that roasting pan, um, that broiler pan, my bad, broiler pan, and you put water at the bottom and you hold that thing at the top and cover it full. I use that technique a lot still to this day, even on the smoker. Okay. And and you do it in your sleep do it in your sleep if you will all you got to do is leave the membrane off leave it leave it on i don't care but figure out 
how not to make it chewy <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes i leave it on and i just score the hell out of it it probably disintegrates by the time i take it off when i do that and back in the day who wrapped ribs back in the day nobody oh, did nobody nobody i see all these and i do it myself i used to rap just because of youtube youtube started this bullshit rapping no no it'll get you there because if you're in a pinch it'll get those ribs done but they're going to steam and they're going to they're going to boil in that foil or butcher paper is better but still not ideal so what i do is i put it in a in the bottom of a pan um and then i cover it but but it's vented a lot so okay. it still gets tender but it doesn't steam and boil in there i still want the, the texture like i never wrapped it or covered it at all gives that that perception like man you ain't you ain't wrapped that thing at all i kind of did but i didn't you know what i mean um and then sauce i was growing up i was like man if you put sauce on the rims you a punk you know, you don't know how to, <laughs> I was just, like, you don't know what you're doing. Right. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. So I'm really adamant about you can put sauce. So, you can ask me to put sauce on there. But one thing that ain't going to happen is it ain't going to look like you just put this in a slow cooker and then you just took it out and it looked kind of like dog food. No, what the fuck? Man, no, I you paint it on there slow and only at the end and you let it tack up like everybody's on YouTube's doing now. Let it tack up. That means let the thing sit in in the glaze firm up on there. Mm -hmm. So your fingers ain't sliding off whenever you touch it. And all you got to do after that is let them things rest, man. Terrence, I tell you that with everything barbecue. You have to have patience. And, and and the thing that we talk about a lot with uh, brisket in the past, you got you to gotta, you gotta be prepared, got to do it in advance, you got to let it rest. Yep. Ribs, no different. I like to make my ribs a day or a night before. What I like to do is I like to let it cool down, wrap it tight in foil, put it in the fridge, take it out in the morning or the next day. And slice it thin. You get clean cuts like somebody and put this thing through a machine. And then you have a perfect firmed up texture on, on the outside. If you had sauce on it and, and you was like, oh, it's so goopy and globby. Overnight, it might just even out. You never know. Yeah. It might look good. And then when you slice it, you don't have to worry about the juices running out everything all the seasonings is just kind of like greens cook your greens a day before people will love you don't cook oh, greens yeah, an hour man. before yeah you know what i mean if you have to if you have to that's that's what you gotta do hot and fast low and slow i <laughs> my mom had me cook <laughs> dude my mom had me cook ribs one uh birthday party i forget what it was it might have been my dad's 70th or one before that and i had um had this um um the the acorn um back in the day when they first came out and i had like five slabs of ribs i had to cook man i just stacked them suckers on top of each other and just made work <laughs> nobody knew you just make it work man ribs ain't hard just put love into it man that's that was my shit i'm sorry i get really passionate about ribs but yeah you know that's my favorite thing my go-to april's like why you cook ribs so much i i actually don't eat a lot of ribs 
I just love to cook them shits. Oh wow! So you're an artiste? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I give away, or I, I'm in practice now vacuum sealing because oh, I've been yeah. throwing away a lot of ribs. Like we eat half the slab, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired of ribs. All I just wanted was two, and I cooked the whole damn thing. <laughs> Is it for a video or is my eyes are bigger than my stomach? <laughs> but it's just it's just one of those things that remind you outside of you know, it's one of those I think there's a pillar of barbecue. Um you have chicken, you have the 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 beef and you have the pork. Now inside of that, I think when when you talk about chicken, um, you have two things. You have those uh, the leg quarters and the wings as you go to. The pork is the ribs and the beef is the steak. People hover around that brisket all you want, but y'all ain't ready for that. <laughs> y'all ain't y'all gotta master steak first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. If you fucking up steak, don't don't nope nah. nope nope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. I want to try. Well, I'm going to try brisket eventually. But I, I, I know what to do. I'm not gonna be ah, like. Not a, hard. And I always bring this up. I'm not gonna be like those folks who cut up the brisket and was cooking it like steak. <laughs> <laughs> man, I know you got it because you, you're methodical with your stuff. Um, I like how you mentioned on uh, the last podcast of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast that you you know you love for cooking. You've been doing it since you've been young, yeah, girl, because we're still young, and you put thought into it. You ain't gonna like, <laughs> you ain't gonna cook it like four hours before, but like here, no, you 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 gonna make sure you trim it. You probably gonna have a dope trim on it. <laughs> you are gonna have it cook for. Three days, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you gonna make sure that junk is tender, regardless. Heck yeah, I can. And you know, mm-mm. we 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 got a good uh, knowledge base to fall back on too, because you know we got Roderick, you know, you know, professional. We got all the guys, uh, yeah, Black Smoke Barbecue, Jeff out there. You know, we got people to fall back on. Um, a lot of good examples out there, but I think you should do brisket. I think you should do that. Yeah, I think I'm, you should do I'm, that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time with it. I'm gonna get up real early. Well, shoot, you don't have to really get up early now because you got, you got to do something. Because <laughs> I mean, early uh, enough, but I'm just saying it'll it, be dark either yeah, way. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Get, it's about to start getting dark at like five, five o'clock now. Ooh, about to go to bed at seven. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. I do have to get. Yeah, I rather, I rather the sun meet me um, on the way up than on the way out. <laughs> oh man yes so we'll have to talk about that and the last thing the last real quick thing before we leave people because it was in the show notes you got to talk about the show notes broccolini man oh, yeah so i saw that you made it and april and i have made broccolini before in the recent past um for a couple of family functions. I think it was for lamb chops we did it with. I can't remember. But broccolini. Um, you're, you're, you know more about broccolini than I do. I'm just an, a newcomer to it. Um, why do you like broccolini so much versus broccoli? It has a better flavor to it. And 
it if I could describe it, it kind of puts you in the mind of like a like asparagus, maybe. Man, we're on the same wavelength, dude. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it. I mean, it's just I don't know the flavor. We use yeah. the um, citrus and garlic seasoning mm-hmm. on it, and that goes mm. perfect when you're grilling it, man. In fact, I did those uh, broccolini when I did the tri-tip. See, but I didn't include it oh, in the video right. together. See, <laughs> smart. You split. You can cut it up. See yeah. later. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. I can learn from you. But yeah, <laughs> man. Um, it's it's more tender than broccoli, of course. Um, it is. I didn't realize how harsh regular broccoli was until I actually <laughs> bought like actual broccoli and not frozen or. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, diet, you got to do all this? I mean, there's tricks you can blanch it and all that, but yeah, regular yeah. broccoli is tough, man. Yeah. This it's uh <laughs> yeah. And and it's cousin, um, with that cauliflower. Oh, yeah, they yeah, tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um but what I was meaning on the same wavelength is yesterday, just yesterday, because I made some broccolini. Well, April made some broccolini over the weekend and okay. weekend and I made uh, another bag of it to go with uh, some of the rest, rest of the chicken thighs I vacuum sealed. And um, I had a thought, and I mentioned it to her. I'm like, this is like they put broccoli and asparagus together. Yeah. So like I'm not the, the, the whole one. long stem. <laughs> yeah, the stem, the long stem definitely tastes more like asparagus than broccoli. And then you got the, the leaf part itself, the, the tree. And, or the bloom, I guess they call it the bloom, and um, and that definitely, I mean, it tastes the texture tastes like broccoli, but it, to me, to me, it, it's a little. I like it because it seems a little bit more firm to me. It has better bite, but yeah. it's tender when you when you bite into it. Broccoli is like either or. <laughs> it's so it's so that stem is right. so thick. It's like you gonna have it one way or another. And you ain't you. You can try your best, but worst case scenario, if you try to have it like, um, like tender in the middle and crisp on the outside, it's going to be wilted. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, broccoli, man. I that is a is a welcome addition to the arsenal of sides, cause man, and I'm about to post a photo tomorrow of a picture of it. Cause I was holding back some stuff. <laughs> See, I'm learning from you already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, broccolini is 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 one of those. I think an unsung hero of the of the kitchen that that could change people's lives. Cause think about it. I don't mean to be too graphic, people, but y'all know what happened when y'all eat asparagus. <laughs> if you want the taste. Kind of like asparagus, and it doesn't wilt as fast. You can, hey, you can damage this sucker, and it'll it'll hold up. I yeah. tell you, it's very forgiving. I probably will not choose asparagus over this at any given oh, time. Oh no, I wouldn't no. either. Nah, hands down, this is it. <laughs> it's time to incorporate it into the family dinners now. You know, and yeah. When when the parents come over, like try this. I don't like that. There you go. Just like just like how the lamb went. Trust us, we got you. They don't give you nothing nasty. <laughs> Just like that medium steak that is pink. Bite it. You like it. Try that tri-tip. You like it. You love us. You come back for more. 
trust us, you know. If you're a pit master in the family, you have to try and you have to get your family to try new things. That is your fiduciary responsibility. Yes. And since it's cool outside, since it's cool outside, this is what I need you to do. I need you to also man that fire pit, people. Because when the fire pit gets out of hand, <laughs> little Johnny is waving the marshmallows is like, yeah. I remember that Dennis the Menace movie. It didn't work out well for him either. <laughs> so the next time you're thinking of doing some marshmallows, let the pitmaster handle it. Now, before we go, I want to uh, Terrence. Terrence, tell us more about what's coming with the Brown Sugar Cafe next. What, I think the season is over. You, you yes. did the finale. It was dope. Appreciate it. So tell us what's next. Um... Getting some ideas, some content together for season two. Um, I want to start recording maybe in another week or so because I want to get ahead of my recordings. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to see what it's like to release a new episode every week. Ooh. So I'm a, that's my goal. That a hey, <laughs> brother, that's dedication. I tell you, yeah, that's my goal. So that's why I want to have some, you know, already lined up first. So I don't feel yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smart <laughs> definitely smart hmm but I'm, I'm telling you hey everybody check out the brown sugar cafe podcast uh, check out look if you don't listen from front to back listen to back to front because terrence just gets better as the episodes go on it's like one of those series where you watch it's like ah oh, it's good ah oh, it's good Ooh, oh, oh, oh damn you got like that <laughs> oh, man i appreciate it just gets better man you know I, I i like to listen and also before we go give a shout out to the guys of black out loud media group you know it's two of us here but we are four parts brandon rosser and daniel lord digger jones as they know him out in these streets you know big up to y'all everybody be cool out there what else you want to tell the people before we leave terrence um usual stuff man i'm almost done with that that last well hopefully be my last draft of my book um make sure to subscribe to the blog the brown sugar cafe dot blog and oh yeah my wife has started making some clay earrings um yes you can hit up her website it's uh it's clay by the way dot square dot site i think that's how it is how she has it she also has instagram it's uh it's clay by the way but pretty dope earrings man not just saying that because she's my wife but it's 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 some pretty dope stuff man and to think she's making these things out of clay is 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 crazy to me yeah yeah man that's really we're going to put the link in the show notes you check it out show some love support love black business keep it going good vibes all around man you know leave on a good note all the time and we gave you advice. You thought we was going out, but Terrence and I kept talking, so we fooled y'all how we it wasn't a normal close up. But this time This time the advice is comes for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. So I don't wanna see everybody just dressed up as all these new Marvel characters that you saw this year. We don't know who the hell you are. And you come to the door. <laughs> 
Can somebody please email these studios and make better horror movie sequels? Please to God. I'm tired. Look, Hellraiser. Mm. I wasn't even a fan. I know that shit was whack. Jeepers Creepers? Why y'all even did that? Okay. All right. Somebody, look, look, look. Somebody need to say something about Halloween because <clears throat> y'all slipping on this shit. I'm, y'all need to do better. Until next time, people. We be over here. We be over here chilling. Chilling. No heat. I don't want to win. I don't want to say. up everybody this is charlie maverick i am the owner and pit master at maverick barbecue if you are in the atlanta area and you need an event catered and you love barbecue hit me up www.maverickbbq.com that is m-a-v-e-r-i-c-b-b-q.com